0: Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, Ben, for sharing your faith testimony. Two very different stories, different journeys, and yet the same God who was in relentless pursuit of them. I asked the question at the beginning does God pursue us or do we pursue God? It's an important question because the answer determines how you view God and how you view His gift of salvation. As I said earlier, I believe Scripture teaches God is a God who pursues us. I believe this theme weaves itself from Genesis to Revelation. It's the nature of God. It's His purpose. It's the essence of the gospel. In talking about God's relentless pursuit, we need to start at the beginning. Genesis chapter 1 tells us that God created the heavens and the earth. He spoke into existence out of nothing, the sun, the moon, the stars, the galaxies. He created the plant kingdom, created the animal kingdom. And as the grand finale of His creation, He made mankind in His own image. God created Adam and Eve. Everything was good. Everything was perfect. In fact, what was most perfect was the relationship between God and the two humans. They talked together. They laughed together. They trusted one another. They loved one another. There was unspeakable unspeakable joy among the three in this relationship they were in. Then we come to Genesis chapter 3. Where a fallen angel by the name of Satan comes in the form of a serpent. He tempts Eve. He deceives Adam and Eve. Deceives them into thinking that God was somehow withholding some of his goodness. And Adam and Eve break God's command and eat of the forbidden fruit. And in that moment, sin entered the world. The relationship between God and humanity was broken. There were also consequences for Adam and Eve. They were both driven out of the Garden of Eden. Life became much more difficult. For Adam, he battled thorns and thistles as he tilled the soil. For Eve, she experienced great pains in childbearing. And these realities are still present in today's world. It's a constant reminder. That sin does not pay. Sin never gets you ahead. Sin never wins. Sin produces brokenness and pain. But also in this moment in Genesis chapter 3, God makes a promise. He promises that He will take the initiative. And that he will restore the broken relationship caused by sin. God promised the coming of a Messiah, the Savior of the world. He promised the gift of his very own Son, Jesus. God fulfilled his promise. It happened nearly 2,000 years ago. Jesus, the Son of God, was born of the Virgin Mary. He was born in the little town of Bethlehem, just as the prophets had said. Jesus' birth was announced by the angelic host to a few humble shepherds. There was also a star in the sky that guided the magi from the east to come and worship the newborn king the gospels tell us that jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with god and men and then at the ra- and then at uh, around the age of 30 Jesus enters into His public ministry. He calls twelve men to follow Him, and they go throughout Israel preaching the kingdom of God. And Jesus proves His claims of deity over and over and over again by healing the sick, driving out demons raising the dead, and feeding thousands with a few loaves and fish. The people were in awe of Jesus' teaching because He taught with great conviction, great compassion, His teaching was understood by children, and yet at times the most intellectual, the most educated were baffled. After three years of public ministry, the time came for Jesus to fulfill His ultimate purpose, His purpose to pay for the sins of the world. And to restore the broken relationship between God and man. Jesus was betrayed by Judas, one of his own 12 disciples. Jesus was then arrested, he went through several trials by the religious leaders. He finally ended up before Pilate, and Pilate knew Jesus was innocent. But in order to keep the peace of Jerusalem and for the sake of political expediency, Pilate relents to the demands of the crowd for Jesus to be crucified. Jesus after a severe flogging, makes his way to Golgotha. And there, the Roman soldiers drive the spikes through his wrists and his ankles. And the cross was lifted up and dropped into the ground. And for six hours, Jesus hung suspended between heaven and earth. It was the greatest injustice the world had ever seen. Because Jesus was the Son of God, Jesus was without sin, Jesus was perfect. He had been falsely accused, falsely condemned. He was innocent in every way. Jesus did not deserve the cross or its shame, its humiliation, its suffering. But at the same time, it was God's plan for His very own Son to suffer and die. It's not that God delighted in the death of His Son. Rather, it was the only plan whereby the broken relationship between sinful humanity and a holy God, it was the only way that that relationship could be restored. It was the only plan acceptable to the holy standards of God. It was the only option. And so God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit determined together that this would be the plan and that this plan truly was worth it. The triune God together said, let's make the first move. Let's take the initiative. Let's seek them first. Let's pursue them. What was the motivation behind this plan? The motivation was love. God's unconditional, unfathomable, undeserving love for you and for me. Love is what compelled Jesus to suffer and die on the cross. Love is what compelled Him to take upon Himself the sins of the world, Love is what compelled him to pay the sin debt that you and I owed. It was love, unconditional, unfathomable, immeasurable love. Now that you know what Jesus did and why He did it, the question becomes, what will you do? What will be your response? Will you say yes to Jesus? Will you receive His gift of grace and salvation? Will you surrender your life to Him and let Him be in charge? I'm here to tell you this morning, God is in pursuit of us. He will do whatever it takes to awaken our conscience. He'll do whatever it takes to soften our heart. He'll do whatever it takes to open our eyes to His goodness and His grace. And God will never, never stop pursuing us. He will keep at it and keep at it and keep at it. Because more than anything else, He wants to be in relationship with you. God was in pursuit of Ben. God was in pursuit of Pete. God is in pursuit of all of us. At the same time, God will not infringe on our free will. God doesn't coerce us. God doesn't scare us. God doesn't intimidate us. God always honors the free will of man. He allows us to make choices. I kind of think of it this way, where God is sitting in heaven. There's a massive video screen in front of Him. He's viewing you and me, and He has this game controller in His hand, And but what's different from us and our playing video games and us controlling the people on the screen, that is not how our God operates. God is not using the controller, telling us where to go or what to do. God fully respects our free will and our freedom to make choices. God is in this pursuit, relentless pursuit of you and me, and it's up to us to respond to respond by saying yes to Jesus. To say, Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died in my place. I believe you paid for all of my sins. I believe that you have forgiven me. And I give my life to you. I invite you to receive Jesus' gift of grace allow the Holy Spirit to bring that radical transformation into you. I'm going to invite the worship team to come back up to their places. We're going to sing a song titled, The Goodness of God. It's a song that's probably familiar to many of you, but it's a song that I believe speaks to this very theme of God's relentless pursuit of us, that He chases us, that He runs after us with His goodness. This is the heart of our God. He wants more than anything else to be in relationship with you. If you have questions about anything that I've shared this morning, please see me afterwards. You can also see Pastor Brett at the Welcome Center. You can talk with Ben or Pete, talk with any one of the worship team members up here. But find us and talk with us. We're here to help. We want you to experience the joy and the freedom of living with Jesus. Please stand. And sing along with the worship team, the goodness of God.